0: High Noon with George Hook,
1: News Talk one hundred six to one
0: hundred eight. Now we are going to try and uh, get through the slide because Dr. Kira Kelly, my expert on the Hook Health Checkup, tends to speak forever in her answers. We're trying to get them a bit quicker now. So, therefore, Connor's question, Kira <laughs> Kelly, welcome to the program. Is nice. fifty-one has been advised it's time George. for a routine colonoscopy. I said hello to you. <laughs>
1: Yes, he has. And, and he's saying, is there an alternative that is less invasive? There is a thing called CT colonography, which is where you scan the colon rather than go in with a camera on the inside. It is less invasive. It's expensive. Nobody will pay for it unless there's a good reason why you can't have the cheaper alternative, which is the the. No, just the tell Connor
0: go and have a colonoscopy. Colonoscopies
1: right? are not the end of the world. No, just go and have it. Well, okay, Connor, go and go and have it, um, but there is there is an alternative. He's asking, and there is one, but it's expensive. Yeah, but just bite
0: bite the bullet, and it goes up your bum, and the camera goes up, and just bite the bullet. I mean, I'm, I hate this kind of stuff. I want to talk thyroids about you in a minute. Go right? On. Yeah. Question one is thyroid antibodies. Uh, what does this mean if you have a healthy thyroid function? My doctor told it might be an issue. And then doctor says uh, it might be an issue if I try to get pregnant, but didn't elaborate. Now, first of all, hold on. Why didn't he elaborate? That's outrageous. Then. I have a non-directive thyroid to somebody else for twelve years. Uh, I feel it's not functioning properly. Properly, I'm always tired. Uh, I'm fifty-one, and I get my bloods done regularly. Well, there you have two now. Does a, a healthy one Does it Okay, the first one is saying now? that
1: they have anti- they have anti-thyroid antibodies. So they have antibodies that could attack their thyroid. Their thyroid is functioning properly at the moment, which is why the GP didn't get into it with them. But they said possibly it could mean that down the line they would develop thyroid disease usually an underactive thyroid and an underactive thyroid can be a problem in pregnancy so it just needs to be managed this isn't a big deal for someone to worry about I have an underactive thyroid it's not the end of the world just take a tablet if you're stuck it's not the end of the world But could he
0: not having taken her check for 60 quid could he not have told her
1: that? Well, who knows what he did or didn't tell her? But the, here's the thing: don't worry about it at the moment. Keep getting your thyroid function monitored, and if it becomes a problem, then it can be very easily uh, controlled with simple right. medication, and it can be easily controlled during okay. pregnancy okay. as well. Okay. Okay. We aim, okay. we aim, we aim for ya. a low TSH in pregnancy below two, or, or, or to get pregnant for fertility below two. And the other person was saying that their thyroid doesn't feel like it's functioning, and they have to, that person said she also has a funny sensation. No, in but the, she has a hollow actor. of her throat. Yeah. 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 which is kind of where your thyroid is so I'm wondering is she developing a goiter in which case she needs a scan of her neck I would suggest she's getting her bloods done anyway but I would suggest an ultrasound of her she's neck she's
0: 51
1: yeah get an ultrasound no biggie it's not invasive oh, I,
0: I remember when I was a child in goiters. Cork they used to have a lot of them going around the place women with goiters
1: did they? yeah you wouldn't see it as much now
0: no but I, I remember the woman who used to take my money as a school child in the savings bank had a goiter did she? well my mother told me she had <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, look, all of this stuff is very manageable. That's all I'd say. Don't be, don't be worrying about it. Get the bloods done. And the woman with the, with the sensation, in the hollow of her throat right. should get a scan.
0: What I try and do with these questions is I try and get a question early in the program, which allows you to go to your favorite medication. So, therefore, I'm asking you. I've been plagued with a sinus uh, headache at the moment, says the listener. Nose every time I blow. And I
1: have to blow. Okay. What's the best over the counter medication? (laughs) Do you want to take this? No, you do. You don't want to say it, but you You know what it is. Uh, A a topical steroid nasal spray is often good, but. If you're bleeding up the nose I would also suggest putting a bit of Vaseline up the nose because those little linings of your nostrils can become very raw when your nose is kind of playing up at you so I would suggest it's probably not a bad idea to actually line the the nostrils with a bit of Vaseline too. Um, There are other things that you can take for, for sinuses. A sinus rinse is very good. You buy them over the counter you squeeze a bit of saline up your nose it flushes out the crap that's up there. That's a good thing to do.
0: What I was thinking we could do because there's such great technology in radio now we could take that answer, yeah, and then just play it out. Every I day.
1: was thinking I could actually shove a sinus rinse up your nose on yeah. air, and we yeah. could let the listeners see the effect it had okay. on you. Yeah. I was thinking that'll be a better a better course of action.
0: Right. I've tinnitus. And Is that no. how you
1: pronounce it? Tinnitus.
0: Tinnitus. Um, it was told by the consultant there's nothing they, he he can do for a 32 year old f- f- female. She's recently had a baby. Could it be related to that? Any other therapies, Rachel says...
1: This is one of those awful conditions, a bit like alopecia, when people ring in, they're driven mad by it and then they say, well, what's the treatment? And we have to say, there is no no treatment. There is no treatment for tinnitus, unfortunately, if you're stuck with it.
0: It's just hearing bells in your
1: ear. It's hearing a ringing sound or a high-pitched tone or low pitch. It's hearing some kind of a sound in your ear where no sound exists. Um, What a lot of people end up doing is things like listening to white noise or having the radio on low in the background, even going to sleep and all that kind of stuff to try and drown out the sound that's annoying them. It does need to be checked. Tinnitus should be checked by by somebody. You shouldn't just presume that it's not a problem. She's quite young to have it as well. So I would always suggest for somebody, particularly with unilateral, one-sided tinnitus, that they should have a scan. But, supposing she's had all that done and we discover that there's nothing going on and everything's fine, she just has tinnitus, then it's case of managing it with stuff like listening to the radio. It's very annoying for people. Well, the the
0: consultant taking the check for 160 quid gave her the right answer. Nothing can be done. Now, I'm 16 weeks pregnant, not me as you get, the listener, uh, and suffering severely indigestion, heartburn. Uh, They have to sleep sitting up. Now, isn't this... um, part of the pregnancy thing don't you yeah, heartburn don't, aren't is you very uh, more, you're
1: much more prone to heartburn because if right. you could imagine George having a uh an enlarging uterus in your abdomen. So you're, you're having this this part of your body is getting bigger. It's squashing your stomach up into your chest. Yeah. So you get your, you know, you're belching and your stuff is repeating on you and you're getting acid backwash into your throat. This person went on and said that the GP or whoever she was talking to said, oh, you can take Rennies or you can take Peptabismol or one of those kind of things. There are other things you can take as well. We, they would be on probably prescription. But and don't you and go,
0: not take stuff if you're pregnant?
1: You don't take stuff if you're pregnant, if the risks outweigh the benefits. OK, same as you don't take stuff any time if the risks outweigh the benefits. But if she's only four months into it and she's got another five months her to point go. exactly. I've got a long way yeah, to go. Yeah, and I can't sleep and I'm sitting up in bed at four months and, and her, her uterus is only going to get bigger. It goes from about the size of a non-pregnant uterus is about the size of an upside down pear it ends up the size of a big watermelon. So it grows hugely over the course of the nine months. She's going to find this is going to get worse. There are stronger medications that are considered okay. safe that she can take. She needs to go and discuss it with her doctor.
0: All right. But this does prove the point. If pregnancy for was for men, no babies would be born.
1: Because <laughs> you guys are too selfish. Is that what you're saying? But
0: I wouldn't sit up in bed all night, even if the entire human race had to end. <laughs> Poor old Sarah. Sarah, I really, uh, I really feel for you. Now, Mike in Westport, he has a thing called drop foot. Now, this is a sciatic attack in his left buttock, all down his left leg. He's had the MRI, the epidural, and the physio, but still no improvement. I have no pain, but just a little power in my foot. Can I pose the question? Go on. First of all, there has been an improvement. He has no pain. Yeah. Because the bulk of people who have that kind of sciatic attack are crippled. Are crippled. Yeah. So he's not crippled. He has a lack of power. Uh, is the answer you're doing really well suck it up?
1: Um this is a neurological condition and obviously his sciatic nerve has been damaged because he can't what happens is foot drop is when you take a step your foot kind of falls. You're, like when we take a step we keep our foot up and we move it on, but he his foot is foot is dropping as he as he lifts his ankle if you if you like. Um it's very likely the truth is is that there's not going to be much that can be done about this. Uh, and whether he learns to suck it up or whether he wants to try and go down the route of having more extraordinary measures taken um sciatica w- w- when the nerve is actually damaged this is this is the way it goes. All right.
0: Do not use tap water for a sinus rinse, I got a text says the texter.
1: We said saline water. We said we, we would use saline.
0: All right. Why can't you use tap water?
1: Uh, well, I suppose a lot of people think that don't use tap water because it's, it's con- contaminated in a lot of the parts right, of Ireland yes. realistically. This is a
0: difficult question. Okay. Lesnar says could you ask Kira, would she be able to cure your sniffling, your slurping and your snorting as it would be a lot easier to listen to the programme?
1: Personally, listener, I think that's part of George's charm. So <laughs> I have no intention of interfering with his no, do, snorting, slurping do or I sniffle, slurping, slurping or whatever else. And snort, do I? I don't believe you do.
0: I think I do. I get too many texts telling me I'm snorting. I think they're just
1: abusing you unfairly, George. There's a gastritis
0: question here. I recently was diagnosed with gastritis caused by anxiety and stress but was never told what I should be eating to recover. I'm on Nexium also.
1: Well, Nexium is probably what you should actually be taking to recover. Um, There isn't a a diet as such that's going to help you to recover. But having said that, low acid foods are preferable if you have a sort of an acid tummy. So in other words, things that might upset your tummy are things like tomatoes and onions and citric fruit and chilies and spicy things and curries and too much tea or coffee or smoking is a bad one or alcohol. Or there's a load of different things. Sorry, I have
0: to stop you here. Go on. Why would I pay 60 quid for that kind of advice if I had gastritis and the doctor said to me, you know, George, if I were you, I wouldn't go down uh, to the Mexican restaurant or the Indian restaurant. But, you know, those spicy foods. And, by the way, I wouldn't have a fag either.
1: Come on give me
0: more value for 60 quid.
1: Well, what do you want me to say? This is the reality. You would be better off with things like more what we would call a whiter diet. as Rice as, pudding. Yeah, rice pudding, bread, potatoes, chicken... They're blander. They have a different right. pH, um, and they're not as irritating. But none of these things are going to cure you. What's really going to treat you is the Nexium.
0: All right, but if a sniffling, snorting, slurping old broadcaster can come up with that answer, why did it take you forever to be talking about curries in Mexico? This groups? is the, you're the one who mentioned Mexicans. <laughs> I
1: never said a word about them. You were
0: talking about curries. Speaking. Of spicy stuff. Catherine, this is extraordinary. This is one of the best questions we ever
1: got. Catherine
0: has a swollen and tingly top lip. Came on suddenly when she was eating salty crisps and hummus. Well, it's your own fault. Salty crisps and hummus. But anyway, now it won't go away. The lip, lower lip is slightly swollen. It's almost as if some of the skin was removed by the salty
1: crisps. I don't know why you're laughing. This poor woman has probably. Have you never gone and chafed your... Have you never jumped into the sea, George, into salty water and then your inner thighs rubbed against each other and then you got chafing and it burnt? I'm
0: not prepared to discuss my inner thighs with somebody of the female gender live on radio.
1: Jesus. That's a first. That there's something you won't discuss anyway, yes, and I was yes. at
0: Mass yesterday in th- the Dominican church in in uh, uh, Johada with Father Jim. And we only use the word Jesus in church, not in here. So All watch.
1: right. Yes, she probably has burnt the lip off herself Is with she? salt. She can do one of two things. She can try and let it heal with, with you know Vaseline, right? Yeah. Because that'll a barrier which will help it heal and it will heal, it's self limiting. Or she could expedite it with a bit of topical steroid.
0: <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> topical steroid, um, yeah. Now, this is interesting. Paddy, he hurt his wrist lifting a, uh, a heavy
1: object. The wrist bone is more pronounced. Any ideas? It's not impossible, all right. It's not impossible that he's done something that has moved his wrist bone but what is more likely is either one his general wrist is slightly swollen because he strained it, or that he never noticed how pronounced his wrist bone was until he started examining himself closely because it was painful. So it's probably nothing. But having said that, we can't say for definite. I would suggest he gets a little wrist support in the chemist. He might provide that he's not allergic or doesn't have an ulcer, whatever. He might take a little bit of over-the-counter ibuprofen kind of anti-inflammatories to see does it heal. And if it doesn't heal, he may need an x-ray. But I would suggest if I was him, I'd wear a wrist support and try anti-inflammatories after food at the moment and see how he gets on.
0: I I think he's... Uh, it, 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 treat, taking it far too seriously. I mean, we all hurt our wrists lifting heavy objects and you wait a while and it gets better. Do you know
1: what I've noticed about you? You have much more sympathy for some of our listeners than for others. And the ones, interestingly, that you have sympathy for are the pregnant ones and the ones with period troubles. And the rest of them you're <laughs> utterly dismissive of. What I does know, that say about you? I'm hook? really
0: in touch with my feminine side. That must what it is. And Claire thinks sniffling, snorting and slurping her quite okay. And she listens to me regularly. Yeah.
1: Some people quite you like it. She's
0: just send me a text. You can speak into that. Send me a text to 53106 with your health query and we'll deal with it on the programme. If you think it can be fixed by a topical steroid cream or a saline nasal spray, don't bother sending in your question. <laughs> now, a few years ago I had an MRI scan, listener says, on the shoulder. No, ever since, felt sick, have panic attacks, even going through the car wash in the car. Theresa Zindemick says, disconnected to the MRI scan and I've cracked it. I have the answer. Go on.
1: I would say no, Theresa. Your MRI is long gone and hasn't done you any lasting harm. However, the panic attack that you had in the little tunnel that you had your MRI in was the sort of the starting point of panic disorder. And once you start to have panic disorder and panic attacks, they tend to roll on if you don't do something about them. This lady needs to get on top of this with a bit of cognitive behavioural therapy.
0: Well, whatever about the CBT. Tom McGurk, very interestingly, was only in, on the show an hour ago. I, I, he needs somebody to hold his hand going through an MRI scan. I think, like, the medics are very casual about saying, have an MRI scan. But but it's terrifying for many people yes. going through that tunnel. Yes. Um, now, not for me, for instance. It doesn't cost me any bother, you know.
1: I don't like it myself. And what but I, some people do. What I have done is this, because I've had a yeah. couple of MRIs. Two things. One is I've actually put, put a, and I'm not messing, I've put a sheet of tissue over my own face yeah. and I've kept my eyes closed for the whole thing because if I opened my eyes and could see the roof of the thing yeah. four inches Absolutely. from my nose, I would find it distressing. Yeah. So I've never seen it, even though I've been in the tunnel a few times. Yeah. That's what I, I suggest. what
0: I do is I put a piece of Mary Magdalene's hem yes. on my shirt.
1: She must have been a big girl <laughs> because her hem is too. huge. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, yeah. We were talking now about the tunnels you went through, the car wash tunnel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a kind of a claustrophobia, yeah, really. Yeah, it, it totally is, yeah. But the other thing is, speaking the tunnels, what about carpal tunnel syndrome? Oh, I
1: love the segue there, George. And <laughs> well, what about
0: the poor person who's got really bad, severe numbness in three digits, pain in the wrist and elbows, surgery?
1: Possibly, Certainly needs to attend about it. Needs some treatment for it. Needs a few blood tests too because there can be things like, your, you know. remember we mentioned the thyroid earlier. That can be a cause of carpal tunnel problems. All that kind of stuff. So needs to have a few things done. May need surgery if it's that bad, though I would suggest.
0: Well, Barbara doesn't want to send texts. She doesn't want to hear my medical opinion. She wants yours.
1: I actually would suggest she's in the minority. I think most people <laughs> adore your medical opinions and find mine rather prosaic no, and dull. No. I,
0: I um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's fifty five, they have a pain the right side, lower back, going into their backside, sometimes across the back, stomach bloated. Female fifty five, it was bad last night. Is that age?
1: I would suggest, and I'm going to take a pot shot, right? Let's imagine, for example, that these two things are linked, even though they may not be, because a bit of back pain is one thing and a bit of stomach bloating may be something entirely different. But one of the commonest things that could cause both of those things, and in a woman of 55 is quite common, is constipation. Uh, Constipation will make you bloated and constipation sometimes put pressure on your lower back. I would suggest this person change their diet, radically up their fibre, And cut down on their stodgy white carbs.
0: I have to tell you that constipation is completely underestimated as a debilitating condition. And
1: it's something a huge amount of people, particularly in our Western society where our diet is not as good as it should be in many ways, loads of people have and we don't know about it. I
0: bet you there's no constipation in the Rift Valley.
1: Is that a euphemism? No, it's in Kenya.
0: The diet that they, the Africans would eat will be high in fibre, similarly with the Japanese. Constipation is probably unknown. But if you're eating white bread and chocolate yes. bars and all this kind of stuff, but it is incredibly debilitating.
1: Get yourself a bowl of all bran, get yourself a load yeah. of fruit and veg, that kind of thing. That's what we're stop yes. eating white bread, white pasta, white rice, change Correct. to the whole meal version. Absolutely. And we may find that we have miraculously sorted this woman out. We'd like to hear back.
0: Oh, yeah, we would like to hear back from all constipated people, but in particular that one, 55 and female. My daughter's been diagnosed, finally, with chronic urticaria.
1: Urticaria, yeah.
0: Yeah, and is on an antihistamine. She's incredibly sleepy. Is this
1: the antihistamine? Probably. Um, Urticaria, George, is hives. Do you know when you've seen people get hives? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, and... There are people who get them and we don't know why. I don't know how old this daughter is but, but it's it's a nasty debilitating and you're itchy all the time. You break out in these kind of red welts all over the body as it were. Um, I would suggest at a basic first off thing try a different antihistamine some are more drowsy making than others right. and in fact the doctor who put you on them may you may not have gone back to them and he may have no or she may have no idea that you're drowsy on the one that they've put you on there are different antihistamines okay. or you may find that a lower dose of an antihistamine will work for you as well you know half the dose or whatever and still control the the, the urticaria, but but not have the, the symptoms. Because drowsiness is, you can't function.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, look, you're back from your holidays and it's made a huge difference to the uh, speed at which you've answered questions. I'm really grateful. Uh, that was Dr. Kira Kelly. There is a question. George, what are good sources of fibre? My Catholic diet, which I'm happy to send out to anybody who's interested, if you send me an email to george at newstalk.com, <laughs> you will never be constipated again. Although you will break wind in the most public of places, you will never be constipated if you follow the George Catholic diet, available free at george at newstalk.com uh, Thank you uh, very much. Although a listener says, that listener who complained about you snorting, slurping, and sniffing should keep her nasty opinions to herself. Oh, I'm a big fan of your dulcet tones, the listener says.
1: I think your tones are rather dulcet, George.